You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number two hundred fifty-eight. We're discussing the final Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, One Division episode six, and the return of Batman eighty-nine and Superman seventy-eight to the comics. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. I tell you what, guys. Every single week, we leave last week's recording wondering what we are going to discuss in the following week, and Nerd never fails to deliver because, guys, we've been served up. Another beautiful platter of news to discuss this week. And we got a trailer. We knew this trailer was coming for Zack Snyder's Justice League. We did not know how it was going to land. I can tell you from my personal experience, I haven't been overly impressed with what I've seen. But this trailer and the images we talked about last week are starting to change. I'm starting to lean a bit more towards the hype, the excitement that we are seeing in the general population for this reimagining, reconstruction of the Justice League. And so we're going to talk about that trailer a little later on in the episode. We're also going to touch on WandaVision Episode 6. We had some pretty bold Nerd Room predictions last week regarding Pietro. And we're going to see how well we did with that Nerd Room guarantee. We're going to break that episode down in just a tiny bit of detail. We're also going to talk about the return of Batman 89 and Superman 78. Picking up those stories from those beloved films and pulling that thread through, that narrative through into the comic books. And we've got some art we're going to discuss. And everyone here is super excited to be picking up those universes and progressing the story into what would have been a third film, fourth film, potentially for those franchises. So before we get into any of that, we got to kick this thing off like we always do with our Weeks in Nerd. It's been a crazy week on the grind for the boys here, myself included. A lot of plastic ringing through the till for me. So, Carlos, how was your week, other than spending a bit of my money? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was a good week. I uh, I pulled the Troy the boy. Like, you know, we've been collaborating lots. We're always on the same page, <laughs> me and this guy. But the one thing that I never overlapped with him on was... Uh, buying action figures that I already own. And uh, I have bought and paid for in my pile of loot with Big Bad Toy Store, the Geralt Rivia Witcher 3 action figure. Mm. And this guy goes on the hunt and he's like, hey, my man, is this the one you're looking for? And sends me a picture. I'm like, it is, but dude, I, I got to resist. And my wife had planned on her flight path to go by that same local comic store and uh, – Within hours of Troy sending me that picture, I had him in my kitchen. So, um, yeah, man, another killer figure from Todd McFarlane. Like, I just love this thing. They did, like, really cool effects with, um, like, a soft rubbery material for his armor so that they can maintain the articulation that the McFarlane lines had going but keep that look of the Witcher from The Witcher 3 video game. And, and he's just a fierce figure, dual swords and... Um, with it being a frozen wasteland here and my boredom in the quarantine hitting an all-time high, 
Uh, and now having McFarlane figures to scale, I took it upon myself to sabotage my wife's displays and I <laughs> took Geralt and had him posed up in sexy time poses with Diana all over the place. And uh, I got away with it for a good three or four days before I got some angry texts and uh, stern direction that it best be fixed before she gets home from work. But uh, hey, man, that you know, he was like, hey, Chris Pine uh, made some inroads here. Let, let me see if I can swing my sword kind of thing. And anybody who's played those games knows that ladies love Geralt. So, yeah. So, yeah. And the Witcher, he kept going, man. Like Valentine's Day, my wife uh, gave me a Witcher 3 pop. So he was a fun little addition kind of thing to what's essentially her collection. But uh, it was all about the comics. Again, Future State, week Mm. six. My man Troy. Yes, sir. Jump in here with me. You can fire up your uh, Weekend Nerd uh, through the back end of this one. But... uh, the recommends. Let me know what you're feeling on these books. Uh, yeah. Justice League. Ooh, man, what a turnaround! What a turnaround! I'll let you get into it, and then I'll, I'll add my two cents to it after at the end. Yeah, man. Damn it. This book was great. Like I liked the first part, but the second one, like it really brought home what they were going for in the book, and it's essentially a homage to when Grant Morrison and Howard Porter launched the Justice League that we all know and love with the Big Seven, and. Uh, no spoilers, but they did some really cool things. And it was neat to see these characters shine. And it really um, showcased the beauty of the DC Legacy stuff that they had going on with John wrestling with uh, living up to what his dad used to be. And Jace Fox trying to fill those boots that Bruce had. And But they had their own new dynamics and their own mm. little fun interplays. And like uh, John calling out. Batman about some of the little things that he does, oh. why he knew that he was him, and oh, it was so charming, so oh. charming. It, it was brilliant. Yeah, right there, you know, um, basically, yeah, with John picking up um, the traits of Jace, you know, basically humming while he's fighting. You know, yeah. he basically has his own like theme song while he's fighting, and he's picked <laughs> up on that. And I thought that was hilarious because this whole book for me, it wasn't necessarily about the villains. It was about the core relationships of the Justice League coming together and really knowing each other as opposed to having a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just really cool how we're circled back to, like, the original Justice League and, like, they all did know each other. They knew, like, who Bruce was and Clark and Diana and everybody like that. So it's cool to see them get there. And uh, that was the that was the win for me was just the, just the relationships, man, the chemistry with the, the characters, especially towards the end, and then recruiting new members to join the League. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Joshua Williamson was killing it. And even the backup in this one, the Justice League Dark Story, was awesome. Like, super cool. And it did some neat things with playing with the timeline for where that world is as far as the Justice League Dark goes and what potentially could be in the imminent future for the conventional DC universe. And yeah, that was a great issue. And phenomenal art, both uh, both issues. Robin Eternal was another one on my recommend list. I really dug this one. Like it, it had a feel of like the '90s Robin books, where you just had this badass baller Tim Drake, and it was a cool story, gorgeous art, and like honestly, I loved it so much that I just want this to be what they do with Tim Drake. They can't figure out a spot for him in the regular Batman books because they got Damien going on. People love Dick Grayson, Red Hood running around. You know what? Just do a Future State book with him. They got a real <laughs> cool vibe to him and where he's at, and. I think he's neat and like kind of what they did with his headspace, he'd be a neat foil to whatever they're doing with the next Batman as well, I think. Yeah, I, I thought this was interesting. They had um 
I feel like they took a little bit of liberties liberties with uh with Tim here, but it was funny. You know, at first I was kind of laughing. I'm like, wow, all these years later, and Tim's still just nothing but a Robin. Like he's not a Nightwing, he's not a Batman. Another yeah. Tim has literally become Batman before this guy. <laughs> and um, but him getting leveled up, I was like, this is kind of cool because it was like, I agree with you. Like I would love to see like a series of this, kind of like what they did with Damien when he came back to life and he had like the powers of like Superman for a limited mm-hmm. time. I would kind of like to see them take that angle with uh, Tim here, like what they've done, but just draw it out longer because it was a neat take for a Robin and it's just something different as opposed to being like a Red Hood or a Nightwing or a Batman. I feel like this kind of role actually works for him. So um, this is definitely something I want to see them pull tissues of if they're they're taking things from the future state and bring them back into like the current timeline. I would love to see them go something in this direction with Tim. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this was a good one. And I don't know if you bought the Green Lantern book or not. I didn't, no. But it was a great 180. I didn't love the first weeks, but the conclusion to the mainline story was fantastic. And then the seeds that they planted once again for where your mainstay DC Universe could go to link up with this. And especially like that they pushed Hal Jordan to the background quote when he goes on his little mission at the end and uh, who he ends up interacting with was awesome just awesome and it like really dovetails nicely into the conclusion of the far sector uh green lantern book and that's a massive recommend it's just finished 12 issues so you'll be able to go find that any digital platform or in trade or whatever and it's self-contained and probably one of the best things they published last year honestly and i recommend that one to anybody honorable mention i really like superman wonder woman the story was really charming but the art it was like again they had the, the one guy doing layouts and somebody else coming in and finishing off. Yeah. And I didn't love the art in this one. but That's like, book two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if Silver Age Superman is kind of your jam, they play with a few of those weird high-concept sci-fi tropes with that one. And uh, Yara, again, was oh. just, just awesome. Like, her character yeah. was so cool <laughs> in that book. So, um, yeah, Troy's girlfriend... <laughs> like every single appearance i haven't disliked a single appearance of her in in future state and she's had probably the most. the most yeah, yeah. i think yeah. she's had more than even tim fox so yeah yeah that one was good i i think um you take yara out of that book and it doesn't work as well for me no um because she just outshines john like john i'm kind of like okay whatever the whole like sons battling was kind of weird but I actually like what Superman did at the end there. I thought Superman or John, whichever you want to call him. I kind of like his little maneuver there and how he ended up winning in that race. But um, yeah, the art's weird with that book. Yeah, it was like, sometimes it was amazing. And sometimes she, she draw characters and like, they just looked funny. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. And Yara was awesome. How she's just like, yeah, I'm not as strong as him, but I'm way more of a badass. Yeah. <laughs> just watch yourself. So, yeah, that was cool. And Titans was amazing, but there was just way too much story crammed into the two mm-hmm. books. Like, that needed to be six issues kind of thing. Like, wow. art was phenomenal. The final battle was amazing, but they had a really cool story they wanted to tell, but they just didn't have enough real estate to tell it. And then the only book that I hated this week was uh, Superwoman. Like, Kara, the art in that book was beautiful, but man, it was one of the cringiest comics I've read this last calendar year. Like, just, ugh. 
<laughs> I, I, was... I do like sometimes your vi- just visceral reactions to something. It's like so bad. Like I, I, I don't know who it was written for because like my daughter, there's no way that she would read that book. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend nerd and your weekend future state. But uh, Duck Detective number three. Oh, get that guy. Come on, man. Get that one. I, I didn't <laughs> I forget it. For it just blew my mind is what oh. happened. Yeah, like man. that might be the best single comic that they've published through Future State. Like, yeah, man, like and I hate pumping up this book because it's like I don't want to be the guy who's like, ah, it's it's Bruce Wayne. So that's, of course, going to be the book I like the best. But how do you not love it? Like. Mario Tamaki, like her voice for Bruce is amazing. Yes. And the things that she's doing with this down and out Bruce Wayne and where his headspace is at, phenomenal. And then Dan Mora, his art, it's next level. Like between him drawing Bruce Wayne, and I guess he's on the cover, so it's no spoiler, but between him drawing Bruce Wayne Batman and Tim Fox Batman, it was just melt your eyes. Like if you're going to buy a single issue out of Future State, just buy this book. And yep. I guarantee you'll end up buying a pile more because, man, it was just wicked. Like, awesome. every single panel was so cool. The coloring was amazing. Yeah. The dialogue was amazing. And I just love the vibe that him and Tim had. And, like, Bruce doesn't seem to know who he is, but he's like, yeah, you're the guy. I know what you're all about. And he's like, yeah, it's like I'm – you're the young lion and I'm the old lion. And yeah. It's uh, it's kind of what I set this up to be, but I don't know if I can swallow it yet. And yeah, man, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. That book, you know, the art you mentioned, honestly, it was like, it was like Roger Deakins if you could do a comic book, because it's like it's like Blade Runner, right? Like that cinematography, Ooh. but on an art panel. It's it's mind blowing. I was t- I was talking to Carlos here uh, offline before, and I was like, the panel setups and layouts was like incredibly um, executed all throughout the whole book. Um, seeing obviously uh, Tim Fox or Jace Fox, whatever you want to call him, go uh, meet Batman, actually save Batman there, Bruce Wayne, yeah. was such a cool dynamic to see the two of them. And I, I don't think his costumes ever look better. Like Tim Fox's Batman, that costume to me was like, wow, just in the hands of this artist, just made it look like, like I would buy a hot toy for that thing. Like that thing just looked <laughs> amazing in my opinion. And just seeing like Detective Bruce with like the cowl, but also like the trench coat, yeah. Like very Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was like, this is, I don't want this book to end. And I love like how we're getting really into like the mystery aspect of things and like why like some of the rich people in Gotham that could actually make a difference have been like taken out. Um, I thought that was a really cool connection between Bruce and this other character that's been, uh, well, killed. Um, I just want more of this book, man. I wanted more of Tim and Batman, of uh, Bruce Wayne, but I get why we didn't. So there'll probably be a build up. Maybe they'll cross paths again. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I think for me, like Dark Detective and Yara's Wonder Woman, only it's only two issues, but those have been like my pinnacles for uh, Future State. Like this is mm-hmm. amazing. I, the only thing I wish Future State would do was what um, New Fifty Two did and give us like that origin issue, you know, like that issue zero, and kind of just mm-hmm. give us like a little bit of backstory of how these characters got here. Because I would love to know how Tim Fox um, became Batman. Like, I, I, but we're not going to get that probably. Well, he's I, got I a series coming up. Okay, yeah. And yeah. it's going to be like his origin story or whatever. I think cool. And I think it has like like a funky title that insinuates like it's like New Batman Origins or Genesis or something like that. Okay. Awesome. 
cool. So cool. yeah, you will get that. And it's John Ridley right now one too, but yeah, that, that dark detective book, like, mm. and that's why, like I've been, every time I finish the issue kind of thing, I make some notes in my phone and that yeah. issue blew my mind. Like I read that first one cause it has two stories. It has that one and it has actually a, a backup with grifter. And right. I didn't love the first part, but the second part was strong enough that the whole thing became better. But, uh, I ended up reading that first half of that book twice. Like just back to back. I hit the last page and went right back to the beginning. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> it's that so good cool. though. It's that good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, man. DC Future State continues to kill it for you guys. It's awesome to hear. Two more weeks on this until they get back. But I'm sure based on the reception that, that we are hearing here, that it's probably not the last time we see some of these characters. No. But, well, um, by all accounts, like I was reading a few um, – post just on an article about kind of the state of their business and whatnot. And there's a couple of retailers in there saying like they can't keep the books on the shelves. And it's like the first time in decades that DC is like handily outselling everybody else kind of thing. Cause wow. people are interested and like you had the speculators coming in and buying all the first appearances mm-hmm. in the first couple yeah. weeks, but then people actually read the books and were like, this is pretty cool. So yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad it's a success for them. And, I dig what they're doing as a publisher and we'll get into that awesome. some more in a bit, but yeah, it's cool, man. Awesome. It's awesome. Cool. Well, yeah. Troy, man, did you get your hands yes, on sir. any of that plastic outside <laughs> of the uh, comic book reading this week? Yeah, man. I got my hands on some, some plastic for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got the comic books. Um, I also did pick up Darth Vader's issue nine and 10 and it's, mm-hmm. it's dope. I love yeah. where they're going. It's tying to the sequel trilogy trilogy and it's, I got to give them props here. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So um, Darth Vader, I, I checked out Office of the Future State. I've checked out just in the mail today, man. I got my hands on um, uh, Peter B. Parker's Into the Spider-Verse Marvel Legend. Wicked. And uh, this is a cool figure, man. He's, he, he's, his mechanics are a little different than what I'm used to with uh, the standard Marvel Legends MCU stuff because they, they tried to animate him. So his proportions are like skinny in some spots, but bigger in others. So he's kind of a little different to pose around, but he's fun. And he looks pretty accurate to... Um, to the movie man so i'm excited to get more of those figures uh but listen man the plastic that i got was massive it was the playstation 5 oh boy (laughs) going hard for this thing man and um eb games man they gave me the call i'm outside actually it's a funny story i'm outside i'm taking my mom to grocery shopping and we're waiting in the truck my uh, son and i and it's cold it's like minus 40 this day so we just have the heat cranked in the truck Uh, my mom's in there for a while i'm like man like I need to do something. What am I going to do? I'm like, oh, I'll just watch something off my phone. Check to see what I have downloaded. The only movie I have downloaded on my phone is Batman Forever from the last time we did our (laughs) retrospective. So I'm like, all right, man, here we go. I'm going to watch some Batman. So I'm just killing time watching watching Batman. And um, I get a call. So my phone interrupts and I see EB Games. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. Like third time of charm? Probably not. They're probably just going to tell me some like pre-orders in and they're like, Hey, you still interested in the PlayStation five? I'm like, Oh yes, absolutely. And they give me an option. They gave me, do I want the disc version or the non-disc? I'm like, give me the disc. And they mentioned to me that you have to buy it as a combo. I'm like, I don't care. Just, I just want this thing. So as soon as the phone hung up, my mom's coming in towards the car. I'm like, let's go, let's go. I gotta get this thing. 
I gotta get this thing. So I drop her home. I drove right back down to Westbrook where the location was for this console. And I go in there and I grab this and the box is massive. And I'm like, if anybody even looks at me funny when I'm walking out the store with this thing, they don't want it. They don't want it. Not today. <laughs> Not today. So I end up back in my truck with this big PS5 box and uh, head home right away, man. And I'm like, wait a second. There's no way I'm going to be able to put my son down at this time because we kind of missed that that nap point. And everybody out there that has kids, you kind of know when you miss that nap yeah. spot, you're in trouble. So I was like, man, I'm not going to get a, a chance to play this thing. But my, my kid was tired. He was out. I, I went for it. And he went down. I was like, oh. This is amazing. I got time to play this thing. So I, I hooked this thing up right away, um, and I've, I'm just blown away. I got Miles Morales right off the bat so I could just play this game, and uh, I'm loving it, man. Carlos already beat this game, but I got to say, playing the Marvel Miles Morales uh, video game, it's it's amazing, man. But to me right now, this is my favorite version of the character. Like, like Ben just did his thing, which was amazing, obviously. Always grateful for what he did with this character into the Spider-Verse, the movie was awesome with Miles, but this Miles in the game is like, I don't know why the 616 isn't taking notes how to write Miles like this, because this character is so much fun, so different than Peter Parker 2. Um, they dip a lot into like his Spanish background as well, so it's not just like, that's the black Spider-Man, it's like the Afro-Latino Spider-Man. It's really cool, man, what they're doing in this game, and uh, I, I'm like this close to being it, man. Probably tonight, I'm gonna I'm just going to finish <laughs> it off and go in, man. But uh, Then you have your next it. episode that's of the Nerd Room Arcade. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, coming at you, man, coming at you. I could, I could yeah. just hear Troy's elation as he's getting into the truck, like sprinting and driving out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to know if you let your mom take her groceries out of your truck, or if you just like kick, kicked you to the curb and drove. Every off. man for yourself, <laughs> mom. Okay. Yeah. I got oh, stuff man. to do, mom. Yeah. <laughs> got video games to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the more things stay the same, I guess. Yeah. yeah, true that. <laughs> Sunny man, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, my brothers? <laughs> what did you get up this past week? I don't know. It's hard to follow that up. Like, Troy got a PlayStation 5. Carlos is talking about uh, Future State. I'm like, what did I do? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Stuff. I uh, went out, got some movies, as you know. Uh, I like a movie or two. As I'm wearing my Blockbuster t-shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched Independence Day on 4K. I know we were talking about it last episode. Gotta say, man, that's like one of the best sci-fi summer Blockbuster movies of all time. Yeah. Like, it still holds up. Like, it's been 25 years? 94? 94, so 27 years? And it's still really maybe. good. Like, the CGI, you know, some parts are a little dodgy, but not much. Like, for a movie that's that old, like, I watched 2012, which was by the same director, and that came out, like, 15 years later. And the CGI in Independence Day, like, the special effects look way better than 2012. It's because like, they're minimalized compared to 2012. <laughs> 2012's a whole world flying. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved it, man. Like, I got to say, it's been a long time since I've seen this film. Um, it's just one of those films, though, that, like, whenever it's on TV, you stop what you're yeah. doing and you watch it to the end, no matter Welcome where you Earth. pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will Smith is great. Um, the sequel, not so much. But this one was really good. And um, I watched uh, Wizard of Oz. So I picked that up in 4K and they got a brand new 4K scan of that. Looks terrific, man. Like, 
for a movie that's 80 years old, um, it looks so cool. Like it's so colorful. It's so good. The songs are good. It's just a classic. Like you just put it on and you feel happy. It's just a, just a feel good movie. And, uh, I saw that Warner brothers is remaking it, which, uh, no, they are. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So we'll see how that goes. Um, trying to keep a positive mind, uh, with everything before I see it. It's, it's going to be tough because it's, it's a tough act to follow, I tell you that. Like, it's probably one of the most loved films of all time. So There's certain movies you probably just don't remake or revisit. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, probably mean, like, one of them. This one, though, there has been a couple other ones, like The Wiz. Sequels. Um, oh, the Wiz Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh. So yeah. good, right? Yeah. Um, and that one with uh, James Franco, like yeah. the great yeah, power. They're like periphery art. films, right? It's not like a, a remake of the original. Yeah, but like we'll see, we'll see, right? Like, you know, it, it's it's a timeless story, you know, and uh, it can transfer over to twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two whenever it comes out. Um, but we'll see. Keep a positive mind, positive attitude. It's the way you gotta go about life, you know. Just be positive. Hey man, I feel like that's gonna translate into our, our trailer discussion later. <laughs> yeah, the, the the film hipsters hate everything WB does anyway, so they might as well just you know right just, just go for it. <laughs> It's right. like they're going to hate on you. It, it could be the most amazing movie ever, and they're just like, that WB logo shines up, and it's like, oh. That's like, should I replay that sound of Carlos? <laughs> yeah. Z- Zack Snyder's going to remake Gandhi now, just because they can. <laughs> yeah. Just to see. They're just like, ah, they, they hate on us anyways. Just, just do, do it, it, man. Let's just, let's just do it. Like, okay, you're in, Zack. Gandhi's <laughs> like, I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. uh. Yeah, man. Uh, comics and stuff. I haven't made it out to the shop yet. Um, it's a little bit far for me, so planning on going this week. But uh, no figures, just movies. Just, just movies. movies. Just movies. Well, I can fill a bit of that that figure void for this week. I I'd run a bit of a dry spell both on Kijiji and on the legit real hunt, but this week came up all Tim. <laughs> I found myself <laughs> up at the local. Grabbing a few comic books, a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, those Darth Vader books, man. Loving all that. But I found myself into some Funko Pops, and I had strayed away from Funko Pops up until Mrs. Goddamn Batman had sent a message saying, look at all these new retro Ninja Turtle Funko Pops. And (laughs) I, I found myself into those. And so I've gotten five of the four, or four of the five, I should say. And so it is a nice finite line, I'm hoping. And so I, I did find myself a Mikey and a Leo there, adding to the, my Raph and Casey Jones. So I'm just missing Donnie in that set. And as I continued to to embrace the goddamn Bat Fam, I had Carlos out on the hunt for me. He was looking for a an Ecto One for me that's found its way onto the shelves from Ghostbusters Afterlife, but. In his pursuit of that, he stumbled across a few Mandalorian Black Series figures. Send an image to the DM. Anyone want these? I said, well, Troy's got Grief Cargill on hold for me, but I will take that Quill and Moff Gideon. Add it to the list, Carlos. So nicely padding out my Mando collection there. And that goes also to Carlos's... uh, I, I I probably burned him on this one by talking about the Amber series, but he uh, he did slide into his big bad pile of loot a, a Velociraptor for me there too, so yep. that's on the way now. 
<laughs> I know there's so much stuff in that pile of loot, and I'm just like, Lost Raptor, Porgs, Miles Morales. <laughs> I was like, none of this stuff is for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's brilliant, man. <laughs> I love how much you've embraced that Amber series for for the family there, for your daughter, just to to bring that in. It's a uh, it's not a finite line, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh yes, I I know, I know. <laughs> And like those dinosaurs aren't cheap either. Nope, nope, they are not. They're they're really well put together by Mattel. Quite impressive, actually. But they are not cheap. It's not a cheap line at all. Well, they're Especially... millions of years old. Yeah, it's true. Like... They've got that amber in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, to top off the week, I have been talking about Back to the Future a lot, and you know, it's a real nice connection point between me and my dad. He was sending me trivia questions last week or earlier this week sorry and so we have lots of back and forth and i'd sent him the hazmat suit marty that's up for pre-order the yellow suit from back to the future one sanjay you have no idea what we're talking about because you've yet to see those films but you've seen wizard of oz but, and independence day again but in the future <laughs> in the future anyways <laughs> i sent him that and he said order me one too and then that got me all antsy about this line like if my dad wants one of these if they're that cool I feel like I'm falling behind here. So I did some scouring across the city and I found the ultimate Marty McFly from Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2. So pull the trigger on both of those from a local shop here at retail. So I was quite happy with that. But I had this like true plastic anxiety moment when my dad said he wanted one. I said, do you want these others? He's like, no, 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 just the one for now. Just the hazmat suit, Marty. But it really got the wheel spinning in my head because I have the biff that I talked about maybe a month or so ago. And this line is so cool, it, I, it's growing. The NECA, I think, announced kind of subtly that they're doing a Back to the Future 2 dock now with the glasses and the coat and all that. So I, I think I'm into another line, guys. I've I've crossed over. I've got three figs. It's a, it's a thing in the nerve. <laughs> Just add it. The NECA figs are hard to pass up, man, because they're, like, for the quality of them, they're a smoking deal. The, it's, they're such it's, nice figs. And it's like, crazy. Like, it started with the turtles. Now it's in Back to the Future. I will say my only criticism of these figures is the face sculpts for for Michael J. Fox or Marty aren't perfect. They're they're. I think you have to pose them a certain way to catch kind of the side, and you get a better likeness from the side. The straight on, it's not it's not perfect. It's not on the level of the turtles and that. But again, you're dealing with a human face versus a puppet and all that. So I always give a little bit of, of forgiveness there because it is hard with, with the likenesses of, of humans and that. But at the end of the day, they're great figures, and I'm happy, happy to have them in the collection. And the last thing I got up to, guys, and we're going to talk about, about WandaVision now. It's it's our Friday afternoon treat. We got WandaVision dumped into our laps, and up comes a whole other set of discussion points. Last week, we talked mostly about the big reveal at the end of episode five. So guys, spoilers if you haven't watched it. But at the end of episode five, we did see Evan Peters show up in the role of Pietro, of Quicksilver. And that raised a lot of red flags across the internet and speculation ran rampant as to what the MCU was doing with the Fox X-Men universe. And the three of us here, we all, we all drew a line in the sand. We said there's no way that this means that Fox X-Men are in any way merging into the MCU. Even so much so that I put down a nerd room guarantee. And I don't know what you guys think out there, but I think that this episode 
puts that concept to bed that the X-Men are coming. I think they were very clear that this was a much bigger nod to what had happened in the past, but that past wasn't coming to meet the present. That Pietro Evan Peters was more of a nod to the concept of there being this concurrent Pietro, concurrent Quicksilver in both those universes coming out at relatively the same time. Troy, did you did you feel that way about Pietro? And then what did you think of his his look in this and Evan Peters' delivery of of Pietro in this episode? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I guess I just I wasn't really uh, a believer in the whole mm-hmm. X Men thing quite just yet. Uh, I still believe he could just be well, he's just an, just an imposter. I don't think he's even necessarily um, was it Aaron Taylor Johnson? So many first names in that one. Um, I still don't think he's even him. That uh, that Quicksilver. I think he's just um, literally been kind of recast, but kind of pulled from another. He could just be somebody that's also from uh, Westview, mm-hmm. or he could be Mephisto. He could be someone, you know, playing with Wanda. The only thing is, is like, why would you make yourself look like Evan Peters and not the actual Quicksilver if you're if you have the ability to kind of be a speedster and you know go undercover i don't know i guess we'll find that out but i still don't believe yeah he's obviously has anything to do with the uh the main x-men fox verse yeah uh his portrayal was awesome though, yeah it's good the uncle jesse yeah. the speedster the cool <laughs> uncle i thought he was great i i loved him uh the look like i don't know how he made that look look cool but it yeah. worked you know like the crazy over the top quicksilver wolverine beast hair going on was neat but for me man i loved seeing uh wicked I yeah. love seeing like Wicked in the in the costume. I was like, oh my god, like he has the gear going on, which I thought was pretty cool. But um, yeah, man, I, I I really did like what they did with his character, and whether it's Pietro or not, I hope going forward they keep this personality of Quicksilver in the MCU if he comes back. I hope they go with this one because like, uh, what was it, Aaron Taylor Johnson? His portrayal, I don't think we had enough of it, but it was kind of like forgettable it's a bit more stoic and this was much more on like the comic relief end of it type thing yeah well he's just more fun right because the other one was like i'm like kind of like your older brother protective whatever but he was amazing how many euro bros have you run into at the club and stuff and it's exactly (laughs) that guy yeah that guy how many times have you bumped that guy and he wants to start a fight (laughs) didn't see that coming yeah Yeah. you know what i kind of i kind of feel that I kind of feel that. But you know what? The other Quicksilver 2 in the Foxverse was a lot of fun, too. I think he did have some mm-hmm. better yeah. moments, at least using his speed. But I really think they nailed the character this time around. Whether that's comic accurate or not, I just had the most fun with this third incarnation of uh, the Quicksilver mm-hmm. character. Yeah. yeah. I did like how they leveraged more of the Evan Peters take. <laughs> his his hair and all that seemed to be more of Taylor Johnson and MCU. And they do reference a lot more of the MCU Quicksilver with that nice kick-ass reference as well that had Um, both of those actors in it. That was, that was pretty cool. I I find that. And to your point that he seems to be an enigma in this episode, he doesn't abide by any of the rules that everyone else has to. And there's something going, whether it's like a manifestation of Wanda's consciousness, which I know our boy, Chris, he tossed that out there as as potential for that being an, an answer to what's going on is that for some reason, as a twin, she's got this separate consciousness that's digging into what's going on. Is it someone like Mephesto? Is this the infiltrator actually that is questioning what's going on? Because he's asking her a lot of, well, how did you do this? Where did your accent go? And he has all this knowledge about vision that no one else has about him being dead. And so there's a lot of question marks there. Carlos, did you pick up on anything extra from Pietro or 
do you think it was simply just an expansion of the degradation of Wanda? No, he's some kind of spy or um, adversary, mm-hmm. Mephisto, maybe even Nightmare. Like that's a Doctor Strange yeah. villain that if yeah. they're leading into yeah. that movie and whatnot. But uh, yeah, like I, I thought what how um, Evan Peters played him was it was cool. Like, I don't think I loved it as much as Troy did. Like it, uh, when Paul Bettany wasn't on the screen, I was, <laughs> I was having a hard time sitting through it. <laughs> Cause I was just like, I, I didn't love Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> I'm not loving the Marvel version of Malcolm in the middle. That, that's but, probably why it worked for me. Cause I, yeah. I love Malcolm in the middle. Malcolm is so I good, man. Yeah. yeah. Why you gotta hate? Hey, man, it was like uh, angsty teenage years, man. I was like right in the throes of being the dark Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) They they do turn the idea of, and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks with Ange and, or Agnes, sorry, and something going on with her. And they kind of turn that character on its head a little bit and have Mm -hmm. her conforming a bit more to, Wanda's desires where Pietro seems to be the standout. And so thinking in my head is there is like nightmare or something like that body jumping and taking the form of who's ever closest or can get closer to Wanda and how that character plays out. Agnes, we had this running theory for weeks in the beginning that Agnes Harkins or Harkins and what she's doing is, is being someone that is standing out a little bit from what Wanda is doing but this episode, she seemed to be stuck in it. And and so it did throw a little bit of, of intrigue into what's going to happen with that character as well. Yeah. Like, the stuff with her was awesome. Like, all the things surrounding Paul Bettany yeah, and Vision, Vision's yeah. journey with the people glitching out was cool. Mm-hmm. His exchange with Agnes was amazing. And, yeah, it really threw that Agatha Harkness theory on its ear because she's clearly a victim in this yeah. thing as well, or at least playing one to him. And then when he tries to leave the construct, like that was cool. And it was like that scene really embodied the dichotomy that is this show, because you have this amazing performance from Paul Bettany as vision and he's struggling and you don't know if he's part of the construct and can't escape because he's a manifestation of Wanda and that's the only way that he has life or if he's just tethered in there. And then you have like the ABC NCIS guys <laughs> acting on the other side of that. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, how are these guys so terrible? That's and like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.-esque, <laughs> that stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was so that. funny. I was like, this this is my issue with this thing. Well, and how quickly it, it spun around with Monica Rambeau, too. Like we went yes. from this guy being her mentor to booting her out of the base. <laughs> and when they're walking in with that big airplane thing or whatever it was, I was like, wow, this feels Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just the way it was acted and all that. But mm-hmm. that, that brings me to the next question I want to I want to talk about before we move on to Batman 89 and get Carlos here all jazzed up. Is this character, Monica Rambeau, we know they've been building towards her becoming proton or spectrum whatever you want to call her the second captain marvel as she's found different names throughout the the comic book run so they're setting something else up there but beyond that they've also been teasing an engineer of sorts that she is going to get to help her get through the hex without being blasted with this genetically modifying wall that she seems to be going through who's the engineer a lot of talk out there 
of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four making an appearance here. I'm going to put down another one of those nerd room guarantees here. I guarantee it's not Reed Richards, guys. I oh, do yeah, not no, think they're bringing no in the FF or Reed Richards here. My pick is Adam Brasher, Blue Marvel. It is the character that makes the most sense for this show. That character has links to Monica Rambeau. We have the Ultimates 2015 run where he's tied up in a team with Spectrum, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, Miss America as well, who's making her debut in the Multiverse of Madness. So there seems to be a nice little mini Captain Marvel universe forming up there that would have this cosmic spacefaring team coming together. The piece that you're missing is Blue Marvel, and this seems like a really logical place to bring him into the comic books. Pretty cool character, highly intelligent, kind of an array of powers, but that that's my pick for who this is. It makes the most narrative sense, and I think that the FF, they're coming, guys. We know they're coming, but this this seems like too small of an arena to bring in and cameo Reed Richards at this point in time. Carlos, any thoughts on who the engineer is and how this will spin into Monica Rambeau's overall story? No, like your blue mini theory is like sound. <laughs> it, just, it, it just, sorry, just like, what is this character kind of thing? But he is one of those guys, right? Where they just kind of create this guy because they need him. And it's like, oh, what's his powers? I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so, yeah, they kind of, they're yeah, just a little yeah. bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like scientist. And then he's like Captain Marvel. And then he's, 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 he's got to run through the and... hex wall a few times to get his power set. <laughs> yeah, to figure it out. But uh, yeah, he totally makes sense. And they're definitely padding out what they're doing with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate how they've been like low-key dogging Carol Danvers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> In the narrative, I was like, oh, but maybe you guys do read Twitter comments. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it it makes sense. And if you integrate him in a way that they uh, did Goliath and Ant-Man, yeah. where he doesn't necessarily have to be the, the superhero version of it. Exactly. You can allude to him having either been that or maybe setting up some groundwork for him becoming that. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense, especially given her tie to him and... Uh, yeah, and an engineer, like, you could potentially bring in America Chavez, but she's kind of, like, got the mechanic thing going on and stuff. But mm-hmm. Well, I... and she's, she's slated to debut in Multiverse of Madness as well. Like, Fuggy mm-hmm. confirmed that. So I, I guess you could tie her into this. She seems like she'd be a bigger casting, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. This this seems like a, a comic book nod to those that are in the know, this whole engineer thing. Like, it's definitely created a bit of buzz and discussion, but I think it's just going to be like, hey, if you're familiar with Spectrum and you're familiar with this, you'll you'll kind of get this. And if not, we'll explain it to you. I, yeah, I do think that there's zero chance that it's the Fantastic Four yeah. or Reed Richards. Like, yeah. zero. Troy, are we seeing Reed Richards in Episode 7? Um, I don't know about this one. Um, It's really hard to say with so many engineers and yeah. whatnot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or just Marvel in general, but... Uh, the Blue Marvel thing, I mean, it's – I just keep going back to, like, those comments, right? I mean, Elizabeth Olsen was talking about that big drop that drop the hammer. And, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if she was referring to the Quicksilver, then that was nothing, right? But if, if, if we still haven't seen that, Blue Marvel doesn't capture that no. for me. It's – I mean, I can't say 0% chance on Reed Richards, but there's a – I'll say, like, 10. And it, probably because I want Reed Richards, it doesn't make the most sense for Reed Richards. But at the same time, with them – teasing us with this engineer talk it has to be somebody bigger somebody that like 
the whole audience is like, whoa, that's cool. The some of these other names I've heard just doesn't it's be like Shuri. That, Shuri that would maybe be like Iron a one Man. that's like yeah. across the board. Sorry, what's that one? It's gonna be Harley, that kid from Iron Man Three. Oh, oh man! <laughs> Please <laughs> close the door on that one. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I don't know who it is, but I think um, I you know what I'll say? I won't knock the idea of Reed Richards. I welcome the Blue Marvel thing. So I, I, I'm cool with both, whatever yeah. it is. I would be and blown away if it was Mr. Fantastic. If it was Mr. Fantastic, well, I would believe. Like, I would lose wow. my, my shit. Yeah, I, w- I would lose my mind it's... because I just I feel like we haven't had – well, I guess they did kind of kick us with, like, the with the Quicksilver thing. A lot yeah. of people were talking about that. It got people pretty hyped, and then it got shut down the episode after, right? Um, Doctor Strange showing up still would be cool. Obviously, he's not an engineer, but I guess I'm just waiting for that uh, that Luke Skywalker yeah, moment, man, because I, I, she teased it. I don't she know if it's it. coming, man. Like, and Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany was like, man, there's an actor out there that I haven't worked with, and I can't wait to work with this guy, that guy. So that, for me, indicates something. It's going to be yeah. crazy to see the follow-up from this. And, yeah, yeah. I just want to put the for those that are hoping for Reed Richards – I'm right there with you. If Reed Richards shows up, I'm going to lose my mind. I just don't think they're going to use this particular opportunity to introduce one of the biggest characters in the MCU for the foreseeable future, right? You can't, like, you'd have to have, like, John Krasinski show up. So everyone's like, yep, I know that. That could be the actor. That could be the actor, right? Paul Benny, if he's always wanted to work with that guy. But this, remember, too, this is a side mission, right? This isn't even the the main narrative. Like, this isn't Wanda vision focus this is like and that's why i think it's not going to be anything crazy it's it's this isn't meant to be the focal point of the show you're not supposed to be looking over here at reed richards when wanda's over here blasting through sword you know what i mean it would be really cool but what what, one thing can i throw in there quickly is was one little theory i had and you guys kind of touched on it um i think before we recorded and that was talking about uh monica rambeau's genetic makeup yeah changing um because a lot of people speculated maybe she's getting her powers maybe it's mutants which i hope too it's not mutants because i think that'd be ridiculous but i i wonder you know going off darcy if she's actually dying if she's dying because she's been going in and out so much the only person that could save her will be captain marvel and captain marvel 2 and that's how she would get her actual um bionic is it bionic what's what's captain marvel's power bio by something bionic something I can't remember what it is, but basically the photon power. So I feel like Captain Marvel is going to be the one to kind of save her and make up for whatever happened between her mom and Captain uh, Marvel. So I feel like that would be the thing to give her her powers. I don't think she's getting her powers in this show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, how that's cool, though, is it that. that this show is seeding things for Captain Marvel 2, the yeah. multiverse of madness, whatever's next for, for Vision and all that? Like it's yes. It's doing a lot of groundwork for the first show out of the gates to, to really launch phase four. Like there's a lot going on in this show beyond just the, the main and, and stellar acting around Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen and vision and Paul Bettany. Like there's, Betty. there's a lot more going on than just what we're seeing here. So this could even set up like secret evasion with sword and all that stuff too. It's, it's yeah. wild what, what you can do with a bit of extra time to tell your story in this episodic series type of show. So very cool stuff, guys. Episode seven is coming at us this Friday. I think they're progressively getting longer and longer, and we should yeah. be almost by the end of next episode, almost to present day. So we'll see what happens when we that uh, sitcom bubble bursts and we end up in uh, in real time. So very much looking forward to touching on that next week. But guys, let's let's jump into some of the news here. 
beyond beyond WandaVision, the MCU, before we get into Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, we got to talk about another DC property that is migrating from film to comic books. And that is the one and only Michael Keaton's Batman, Batman 89, and Matt Reeves, Superman 78, are finding whoa, whoa, whoa. a... Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Reeves. I was like, what are you doing, (laughs) man? That's another Batman property that we'll talk about. (laughs) Are we doing another Planet of the Apes comic (laughs) book continuing that one? No, man. Matt Reeves, director of The Batman in 2022. (laughs) Until that's come out, he's known as the director of the DC now. I'm all in, in, guys. And it's just like, it's just too much. My apologies. Christopher Reeves, Superman, 78. We've got a, a new comic book line that was announced today, just before the recording, actually, about the return to the worlds of those superhero franchises. I believe it's Batman 89 and Batman Returns, that universe, as well as Superman 78. And so they're going to be launching as part of DC's Digital First, which will thrill Sanjay. so these are in continuity stories i believe in those universes and they will be debuting in july end of july july 27th with uh six digital chapters three comic books worth of overall stories and then new chapters in the following six weeks that for a total of 12 chapters to each of these stories which is very very exciting and they've got things mapped out here we saw some of the concept art for Batman 89, as well as the Superman work. Carlos, I got to throw this to you first, man. This here has got to be quite exciting for you to be expanding this universe, somewhat erasing Schumacher's version of the characters. Forgetting, I think, the expansion of Billy D's character into Two-Face. we got a new Robin coming. Man, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, man. So... I'm so excited that I missed a phone call on my work phone because my work phone starts ringing and it's the Batman 89, but not just the Batman 89 music, the Batman 89 NES video game no. level 1-1 one, one music. What? But I was on such a high from this news dropping when Sanjay DM'd us and this this phone call was like 25 minutes later or whatever. I was just I just got in the zone listening to my phone ring and I was like, "Shoot, I needed to pick that thing up, not just go into this 89 bliss." But uh yeah, man, like it's amazing. And the most incredible thing for me is that they brought Sam Ham back mm-hmm. who wrote uh Batman 89 and who was one of the writers on Batman Returns. Got massaged a bit by um I think it's Chris Winters uh when the final screenplay came out for um, returns, but it's amazing that he's expanding this out. Yeah, retconning out Batman Forever, so uh. we can have that Marlon Wayans Robin action. Billy D is Two Face. See where he was gonna take the story, and and it's just amazing. And it like that version of Batman is just so unique that all the characters that he plays with and as he builds that universe out will be. Uh, very one-of-a-kind takes on that material and and i'm there for it like i think it's awesome and then with superman 78 um we never got to see anything outside of lex luther and real estate scams so <laughs> yeah. let's see what like a brainiac in that christopher reeve oh. universe will look like let's see what a metallo could be like let's see what a parasite would be like uh 
and it's just great. And you know, they did such an amazing job with Batman sixty six and One Woman seventy seven, and even just doing cool things like they did a Rachel Ghoul story so that they could have Batman and Robin crossover with Wonder Woman seventy seven, and it's just like that they put some time and effort and thought into these things is cool. So yeah, man, I'm excited and the art, oh, mind blowing. Yeah, and that they look like they're kind of doing like the. Batman Beyond Joker gang thing instead of a Joker coming back and they got looks like Prince is yeah, the leader man. of that thing. Like, black and white, red and green. Prince. The funkiest man I ever seen. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we man, go. If you can't tell, I am there. Like yeah. buying it digitally, buying the singles, and I'll probably end up buying the hardcover because it's freaking How can Batman you not? 89, man. Yeah. How can you not? Sonny, <laughs> man, you, you were the first one to stumble upon this news and bring it to light amongst the group here. What was your first reaction when you saw this in a tweet and then followed up with your reaction to the art that we've seen so far? Uh, yeah, my first reaction was, holy shit, is this real? Like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was being trolled here. I was like, there's no way they're doing this because like, I had heard months or years ago that there was like rumors of batman 89 coming back and there was even some concept concept art and it looked sick as hell and then they just never went forward with the project and i was just like so disappointed because i'm like that sounds super cool so for them to actually come back not only for batman 89 but superman 78 as well Mm -hmm. um you know we're talking about Zack snyder's justice league and it's probably apropos that these comic books are announced the same day we're talking about it because WB just can't help themselves getting rid of directors far too early before their final vision is realized. And um, thankfully, Zack Snyder you know, is still around making movies where he can go ahead and put his vision uh, onto the screen. But for people like Michael Keaton and Tim Burton, like they're still around, but like they're a little bit older. Uh, Michael Keaton we'll see later on in The Flash, which I'm super excited about. Um, but like Tim Burton, you know, he's a little bit older. Um, and with Christopher Reeves tragically passing away and um, with Richard Donner, you know, he's, he's like nine, he's pushing like 90, right? So he's still like, he's still around, but like, he's probably not coming back for any Superman films. So this is like the weapon five, apparently, <laughs> man. I don't know what that guy has. Cause if he's still making movies at 90, like I need some of his energy. <laughs> um, it's just super cool. Like we get to see this. Cause like Superman, I'm uh, sorry, like Batman, you know, when you do your rewatch, you watch like Batman, Batman returns and then Batman forever, such a jarring um, change of pace that you kind of just <laughs> accept it. it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's still good, man. That, it's just that's what different. I was thinking. I was like, so polite. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good, man. It's just different. Just different. Different doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's just different. Man. You can go back and check our retrospective review on that one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because like you watch there's a documentary on the Blu-rays and like Tim Burton talks about like what he had planned originally for like the third one and what they were talking about um, you know some of the stuff that they wanted to do and like Billy D was supposed to come back as Two-Face and you know Tim Burton after the financial not success of Batman Returns because it wasn't critically as hailed as 89 or financially as hailed as 89 he talks about how he went into WB Studios and he's like okay hey, I want to do this for like the third one, but he kind of knew he wasn't going to get the job, but he just came in anyways. And they're like, yeah, thanks for letting us know. We'll get back to you. And then they hire Schumacher, like not that long after. Right. So it is kind of neat. Cause I'm curious to see, I've always wondered, like it's been a question of me, like 
what would have happened, you know, if he would have directed that third one and how different would Batman be today? You know, like if he directs that third one and it's more well received and maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe he comes back for a fourth one or who knows, or like, you know, it could even be like a careful what you wish for. Cause say he comes back and directs that third one. We never get to the point where it's Batman and Robin. And maybe we never get to the point where WB is like, Hey, you know, we need to reboot this. Let's see who's out there. And like, Oh, there's this young kid named Christopher Nolan. Let's, let's give him a shot. Right. So who knows? Like everything could have been different. Right. So this and is kind of like, it would have been different for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting where it's just like, what would have happened? And with Christopher Reeves, I know like um, Richard Donner had a bunch of stuff and you have his like Donner cut. Uh, but this is like just another way to like expand on that universe. It's just, it's just out there. And it's, I think this is going to gain a lot of buzz with like people that don't traditionally read comic books. It's just such a big thing where people love those movies that maybe don't read comic books. That'll be like, shit, I kind of want to see what's going to happen. And uh, I, ho- I hope they continue this going forward because, like, you see or you hear about, like, these, like, projects that never got off the ground, like uh, Green Arrow Supermax or Superman Lives or, um, you know, Batman, was it Requiem or I can't remember what the fifth, Triumph? the third, pardon me? Was it Triumph? Triumph? Triumph, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the third Schumacher film. So, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that would be cool to see either in comic book form or, like, an animated film. Like, uh, I'm just happy that wb's just giving these guys a chance these properties a chance and revisiting them because there's still stories to tell in those universes and uh yeah you know it's a a nice way to to pay homage to what came before and expand a bit of the content and it's also a low-cost investment for them as well right Mm -hmm. where you can bring back some of the original creatives and have some fun in that universe but troy man what do you what do you think about about revisiting these universes and and using the comic book medium to expand out on stories that likely deserve a revisit and and new stories being told outside of what we've seen on film yeah well kind of like what carlos mentioned this is uh it's nothing new really for wb because they've done it with the the batman 66 and the and the wonder woman and it's really really cool and you know even going back to smallville uh smallville season 11 Mm -hmm was comic book form and is actually pretty cool. And we got to see Batman in there. I think Buffy's done it. It's something I've always wanted to see um, Marvel do with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I think it was last year. We kind of had that big tease. Was this going to be a Spider-Man 4 comic book? And it's just J.J. Abrams and his son doing a, a comic. <laughs> that was, yeah. We won't even go into that one. But I really do hope this kind of makes Marvel be like, hey, we have some cool properties and yeah. we pretty much own everything let's uh let's go back and make some comic books about these things but going back to batman batman for me is the cool thing batman 89 concept art of batman in carlos's uh t-shirt basically (laughs) (laughs) looks so cool that animation or that the concept art itself looks fantastic seeing that we're going to be in a world where joker's dead like and I'm, and I'm pretty sure they're keeping him dead, but we're gonna have a rise of these other Jokers, like like a Prince Joker. <laughs> I think that's gonna be that's really awesome. really cool. So we get like this Joker gang that Batman has to take down. Um, it also kind of has a bit of like Batman the animated series it vibe. Does. Like when you 100%. see the costume and like the eyes, it's really cool to me. I just can't wait to see. And of course the Robin. Like where are they gonna go with the Robin? That's what I want to see. Is it gonna be like the Marlon Wayans? Because then you got to get into like the facial licensing because I'm sure there's there's licensing issues going on right now that they've probably settled. So I wonder what they're going to do with that Marlon Wayne's character. Are they going to bring him back because he did get paid some amount of money um, for that movie, even though he wasn't actually in it? 
but I'd love to see. That's what I, I I'm wanted down for to anything. get. Just get paid like million dollars not to do anything. Like, how do I? Yeah, get I think that? I think it's like a hundred thousand he got, I'll which take is still it. like that's awesome. Yeah, especially for back then. But um, yeah, I would love to see the uh, where they gonna go with the Robin because for me the biggest thing that I loved about Forever was just the fact that we got Robin, mm-hmm. and when you go back to that mm-hmm. retro, um, that retrospective, I thought Robin Chris O'Donnell was the best thing in that movie. Uh, so in some ways they kind of have uh, some shoes to fill. I, I really want to see what they're going to do with that Robin character. And then obviously mm-hmm. Superman, Superman looks so cool. Anytime I've seen people or artists do Christopher Reeves in the comic, like they just make that comic looking nod to Christopher Reeves. It's always like, wow, like that is Superman. And to see like, we're getting a comic book all throughout with that, um, that design of Superman. I, I can't wait to see that. Like I'm, I'm definitely going all in. I, I don't know if I'm going to do the digital, but I'm definitely getting, the books, um, the single issues. And I, I and I hope they actually go back and give us like a Wonder Woman done in like that big kind of like collection. Cause aren't they doing like a, like a hard copy, like a proper hard copy for this for one? I think. these so ones. To... Yeah. Yeah. But it would be nice yeah. if they collect those ones too. And then you could just have them all. Oh, that'd be great. Shelf. Yeah. That'd be great. But I, I really hope man, like, cause DC, in my opinion, is, um, when it comes to comic books right now, man, they're, they're running with it. They're killing it. And I really hope Marvel does see these things, like like the Future State stuff, which mm-hmm. they're kind of doing. Um, but I really hope they go back and give us some, like, yeah, some cool follow-ups in comic book form. Like, like I don't know, like a Daredevil Ben Affleck. Like, I would kind of check it out. Yeah. Like, I think there's so many cool things they could do, man, with um, with those, uh, those comic book continuations. Well, there right was there. that story that was, like, X-Men and Fantastic Four – I think like Ghost Rider, maybe Daredevil, like all the Fox X or all the Fox Marvel properties were supposed to have like a giant crossover event. And like there's talks about it and like scripts were made. Like that would be something that I'd be interested in reading, like seeing, you know, they weren't like the greatest Fantastic Four movies, the ones with like Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans in them. But it'd be cool to see him cross over with the X-Men in a comic book. Like I think, you know, why not? You're, you're right, Troy. Like why not? Yeah. I mean, it's comics, right? I mean, the budget, like Tim already mentioned going to be nothing compared to a movie yeah. yeah have some fun with it it'll be interesting to see what stories they can translate on and the coolest thing i think especially with 89 and keaton coming back to reprise that role in a flash movie down the line is do these comic books then become the canonical follow-up to returns and the canonical backstory to keaton in that flash movie it's so because we don't know what happens to keaton's batman between returns and his inevitable appearance if it is the same batman in a flash movie so what happens there like is that's i i this is stuff that i like is the incontinuity the building out and padding out what he was doing in between that time and you get kind of this interesting look back like a prequel almost right to to that flash movie for 89's batman it's so cool yeah so cool i love what they're doing here guys now let, let's move on to our main topic for this evening. We talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League last night, or last night, last week, and the images we're getting from the Joker and the hype that was starting to build around it because, in my own words, they're starting to shoot, show new stuff or stuff that we hadn't seen put to screen in the past. I felt that the fandom trailer itself didn't really catch me. I wasn't a huge fan of the score. You guys know that. But the imagery itself, I felt was, it was, it felt like we'd seen this before. It wasn't anything new. But this new trailer that debuted on Valentine's Day, it showed us some really cool and new stuff. Ooh. 
Brown? Out in the dark, among the stars, the god is dead. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. There's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull and don't wave the red cape at it, sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. They said the age of heroes would never come again. To me, the tone and the score here really works for this. It finally feels like a concluding chapter to a Justice League film. It feels like it's built up. It's it's there. It crescendos in this trailer with some of the imagery paired with the score that we get. We see some great stuff with the evil Superman and the nightmare sequencing, all the, the cosmic villains that we're going to see with Darkseid. This, this started to turn the tide for me it started to get me excited for what we're gonna see here towards the end of march and yes i've been the one that's been probably the coldest on this but i'm excited to put the last trailer in front of us here and see what we're gonna get i do have some concerns and we'll talk about them regarding what they showed us and how it actually factors into the film and that may be better left for a discussion once we actually see it here but troy yeah man the hype has been real for you for quite some time where does this trailer take you are you still at hype level 10 or well 15 or whatever it was you were last week (laughs) does this trailer take you beyond that yeah absolutely man i'm on 20 i'm on 20 (laughs) right now man this is so cool like this um man i love everything about this trailer it has that um honestly that true continuation of what snyder did with the bvs trailer that BVS trailer for me, the original one, was incredible. Before they showed us the Doomsday, because mm-hmm. that trailer I didn't really mess with. But the original trailer, I was like, awesome. And they had those cool lines, right? Like, do you bleed? Yeah. It had Alfred in there basically, you know, narrating it. And they, they do the same thing again when, when Alfred drops that line about um, oh, I love that the line. raging the charging bull comes with the red capes or whatever. And I was like, there we go. Like, man, 
I love it. And then, you know, Carlos, I'm happy for you. You got your Batman 89 comic book. That's cool. But I got my Ben Affleck Batman coming back <laughs> harder than ever. And he looks wicked, man. The chills that I had between him and obviously the Joker moment. I think I told you all. We never like we saw that trailer before with the cards. And we saw the cards. I'm like, there's a Joker card. I think Joker's going to be in this movie. And sure enough, he's in there. Like, this looks like Joker. Joker means business. And the coolest thing is like, you can see like these guys are teaming up at least in this nightmare sequence, whatever's happened because it looks like stakes are really bad and things are going south and you know, things are going south when Batman <laughs> is willing to work with Joker, <laughs> which is cool because we never see that you know, on, on live action. We've seen it a little bit in like um, last night, last night on earth, which was really cool. Um, New 52's quarter vowels. We kind of had a little tease of Batman and Joker working together, but it's actually just my boy Nightwing. But you know, the stakes mean something when Batman is going to work with the Joker, and you can see it in Affleck's face that he's like, I hate this guy, you know. And we got a new kind of um persona with this Joker. Like, this looks like the Joker that we need in this universe that suits the Snyderverse, and I am all there for it. He's kind of even wearing, um, the Carlos's book uh, last was it White Knight. Uh, White Knight? He's wearing like the GDP yeah. kind of getup, and I know that not because of the book, because of the but because of the McFarlane's action figures. <laughs> like, I see it all over the place, so I'm like, oh my god, like they're going there. Um, Superman, Superman looks great. The stakes look high, like it looks like Gotham or something, whatever city that is, and we're kind of seeing like that panel or like that explosion, that rift throughout the whole world going on, and I just feel like not Avengers level, but I feel like something is going down and these are the heroes that are going to step up to the plate and work together and get things done. But it feels like this movie is being taken seriously. And it feels like these heroes mean business as opposed to whatever we got with the justice league before. And I don't even hate that film, but I just felt like it was almost any kind of superhero film where the stakes are like, you know, they're going to win at the end of the day. There was never really a big threat, but now I'm like, there's a threat because it looks like we're getting like that, that nightmare sequence going on with these heroes. So, Man, I'm all in. Like four hours, give me five. Give me six. I'm all in. Man. I'm all I in. Love I love it, it, man. I love, love it. it. Yeah. Well, Sanjay, man, continue that. You you say you love it here. You were outpaced by Troy last week, but this week you get <laughs> yeah. to go after Troy. And so, are you a 21, 22 hype level? <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'm a twenty. You know, keep it even. Yeah, it. Boy, you know we're we're at this. You know we're at the same hype level. Yeah, man, just to piggyback off what Troy said, like, my hype level for this is it's high. Like, uh, he mentions, like, you know, the theatrical cut, we'll call it that. Um, it just felt like there wasn't any big threat. Like, it felt like Superman could take down Steppenwolf all by himself. Yeah. You know, it's like, why are the rest of the league even here? They're just kind of, like, milling about. Well, and, like, I don't hate so that, that goes to my statement, I think, in a review. You can't save the world alone unless you're Superman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's true sorry that's true. i didn't mean to cut you off there but that poster that poster you can't save the world alone unless you're superman <laughs> um yeah and like the um uh the theatrical cut it just felt small scale man like you know it just felt like it was like so like not epic like it was fine and like there's some good stuff in there i'm not gonna just like rag on the film um but this one just seems like so much more grand, grandiose and so much more of the level of Justice League. Yeah. You know, like this feels like, a, you know, mentioned a worldwide threat. 
and like you get dark side in there granny goodness is even in there and like there's yeah. some, like that's like a deep cut for like dc lore right and like, i thought you were joking when you put that in there and i'm like zooming no. in on it like i don't even know who this person is <laughs> no man it's granny goodness she's like one of dark side's right hand women like she's with the furies and everything and on apocalypse like it's just crazy that like she's even in this movie because like if you look at the theatrical cut you'd be like well i don't you know like it's just steppenwolf right and 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 the thing is like if you don't read comic books like some of that stuff wouldn't even make sense like he's just like for dark side in the theatrical cut you're like well who the hell's dark side if you never picked up a comic book before you'd be like okay who's dark side you know like it doesn't make any sense that like they put that in there it's just like an easter egg for comic fans but uh this one looks like it's gonna like flesh everything out you know it's gonna be like it's kind of like um you know, you, like, like a little like thin patty was the theatrical cut, and this is like a big juicy steak. It's just gonna mm. flesh everything out. It's more filling. It's more like uh, grandiose. It's just gonna taste better. It looks better. Um, everything about it, like you try mentioned four hours. Like yes, and uh, he's like, give me five, give me six. Well, you'll get that, Troy, in the fourth movie, Justice League Part Two. After this oh. thing makes a killing, we are gonna get Justice League Part Two um i can't wait to see that and uh yeah man like this is this is cool this is cool man like i don't i don't <laughs> okay let, let's clear the air i know some people don't want that and that's well, fine that's fine well, but like we can have two separate avenues like the multiverse is open where you can have it's kind of like uh star trek you can have like one avenue where it's like okay snyderverse takes it in this direction but you have like the dc connected universe goes in this direction and then you can kind of just branch out and then they kind of it's like a tree like they all started in the same roots like they all started man of steel bvs those are the roots of like dc cinematic now and then the trees branch out and they're producing different fruit and you know what that's beautiful like that's that's beautiful that's how a tree works but (laughs) well well, sunny before before carlos lays it out because i feel like something's coming can you just explain to me um the idea of like this five film idea because there's there's something there's talks about like Snyder had like a five movie yeah vision. man well I'm glad right? you asked I'm glad we yeah. had this meeting in pre-production before the yeah. show <laughs> hey I didn't get invited to this meeting <laughs> I know it's a conspiracy <laughs> so Snyder talked at SnyderCon um he had like a Q&A and he's talking about like his grand vision for the films and this was before any of this was even going to come out he mentions like a five film arc that he had set out from the beginning and, um, you know, starts with Man of Steel, goes right into uh, BVS, and then right into Justice League. And then there's supposed to be two other films. Um, and there's, the whole point of uh, Zack Snyder's uh, film arc wasn't supposed to be like an MCU-style infinite films. He wanted to do more of like a Lord of the Rings or a Hobbit epic, where it's like you have like a beginning, middle, and an end. And he had planned that out over five films. And... Um, I don't know if like he's combining this one as like films three and four because it is four hours. So I don't know if these are being combined, but uh, so this, there's supposed to be like two more films after this. And, you know, he, he planned out like a bunch of stuff involving dark side and um, his arrival on earth. And I don't want to spoil anything because when it comes out, you know, I want you guys to be surprised, (laughs) but uh, you can read about it, but there's some cool stuff that he had planned and it definitely sets up like, um, you know, a beginning, middle and end. Like, I think that's the kind of the biggest disconnect that WB and um, Snyder, his films have had is like, it seems like WB wants to have like this infinite 
MCU style yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah, no and, kidding. <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder was like, well, let's just do this five film, like Lord of the Rings, right? Like Lord of the Rings was just like universally praised and hailed. And like, it's like, I wanted to do that, but with like DC characters. And I think that's kind of the big disconnect. So like, if he does, you know, if this thing is successful and then they do say, hey, you know what? I like making money. Do you like making money, other people at WB and WB shareholders? Yes. Okay, let's make the fourth one, right? And uh, HBO Max, do you like money? Here, we got a bunch of subscribers. And uh, if that's the avenue they take, they could easily set it up and split this into two universes and be like, okay, Snyder versus Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League Part 1, Part 2, and I don't know what he'd call the fifth one, like finale, right? And then um, all the other stuff goes off and then you have like everything already set up so it, it works like it's perfect and then you know I, I just think it's a beautiful thing that they're gonna do and you know I'm, I'm talking you know I'm talking in like they're gonna do it because I'm putting it out there in the universe I'm putting this positive energy in the universe that we're gonna get it manifesting yes is that what the kids call these days well it, it worked last time <laughs> right and I didn't even like kind of believe that like 100 percent. i was just like i hope so one day <laughs> like I'll, I'll do the hashtag and like i'll do anything to get it but i was just like i didn't think it would happen and to see it happening now it's just so beautiful like it's just like it's just a beautiful thing that this has happened <laughs> you know like this is this is wonderful i don't know man it's just it's just beautiful like it's just beautiful just well, it's cool because because we mentioned you know doing follow-ups to films like 89's batman comic book forum but here we are like going back to the films mm-hmm. and we're actually like they're actually doing it they're actually making yeah. it come true which is something we've never seen on this level on this no, scale not on this scale that's no. for sure that's for sure now carlos i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have at this one a little bit here <laughs> we could we could you could take off of sunny's cue because I, I have a, a few things that i think kind of peaked in my in my mind as he was talking there <laughs> that i'd like to flesh out and i don't know if this is the right forum to do it or not but let's see where you go with this one yeah i, I don't know like I appreciate the enthusiasm and it's awesome and it's like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's kind of like if you're on like an OnlyFans video and you're watching the comments in the side, it's like, buddy, that that's never gonna happen. Like never in a million years. Why would you think, accountant guy in Massachusetts, that this girl in California is gonna do these things that you're putting in the comments section? But it so, did happen. Like this is like this. No, is but like... wait. Whoa, 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 we, whoa. <laughs> There's a, there's a larger oh, we analogy lost happening. We lost Troy. Yeah. We lost Troy. He got so upset that mom and dad were fighting. He left the room. But so like, yeah, Snyder did have his five film vision. But like in the wake of BVS, Justice League got cut to being one film. So that was off the table. So like the two films, I think, have been now. Well, the two films are pared down into one which was the assembly cut that he delivered to them. So like five and six are totally off the table because some of that got adopted into, or sorry, four and five um, got adopted into what was the assembly cut. And then that got put on the shelf and got the theatrical cut. So I think what you have now is you have what will be his best shot at doing what his two movies were supposed to do be which kind of plays out based on the runtime mm-hmm. but like as far as anything past year it's a pipe dream like he's already saying warner brothers has no interest in it i'm doing other stuff 
Then you have Netflix and his deal with the Army of the Dead stuff. And then, like, he came out yesterday and said that he's developing, like, a King Arthur project. So I don't see when he's, A, going to have time to do it. And I think he's, quite frankly, setting expectations that there isn't going to be a Snyderverse to restore. So I feel whatever we're going to get out of this, by virtue of its runtime and by virtue of um, the fact that he's now fleshing out what he originally delivered to them, this is going to be kind of the the capper to the Snyderverse kind of thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's some pragmatism you got to put to this. And, like, quite frankly, like, you look at the journey that this thing went on, and it's like, I think Warner Brothers and HBO Max were super happy with their decision when they first announced Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then it went to terrible places between now and between then and, like, the release of that trailer. So, like, I think the well is poisoned. And it's like they tried to go back and it's like, oh, shoot. Like, we're right back where we were in 2013. Like, why would why would we do this again? <laughs> or not 2013, 2016 when BVS came out. So I don't see it. But what I did see was, like, that trailer. And I thought it was cool. Like, it was amazing to see that universe fleshed out and refined. And I think over four movies, you're going to get, like, a big epic properly told justice Mm -hmm. league story and it's like i am like the dr malcolm of all dc things (laughs) and it's like i remember watching those bvs trailers and i love them but at the same time there is moments where i'm like i'm i'm fairly alarmed here (laughs) and i didn't have any of those moments watching this trailer like maybe because i i know in my heart of hearts that it's fine but i think and i'm hoping and i'm praying that he kind of, it was some lessons learned. And I hope that he's just like, I want to deliver the best, biggest, most epic Justice yeah. League movie ever that everybody loves and embraces. And they can put that in their pipe and smoke it kind of thing, right? Like, I hope that I'm on Team Sanjay at the end of this saying like, <laughs> oh yeah, you need to bring more films out and whatnot. But I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that it's happening. I'll grow my hair out like yours if they announce oh. another Zack Snyder project. Man, look, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's I, I'm do it. I'm all for proving me wrong on all of this, and this trailer was a step in that direction for me. And oh, would, he said, "Step in the right direction. Take <laughs> exactly. a drink." You talk about DC, take a drink. But, but I will say to your comments earlier there, Sanjay, the idea of a beginning, middle, and end for a franchise like this is short-sighted, in my opinion. Like you, you can't have a contained... Like, Lord of the Rings had a beginning, middle, and end. DC Comics and DC Film does not have an end. Like, there will be end to arcs, and there will be narrative points where, yes, you consider this a, a stop of an arc, but then that picks up and goes beyond. The issue that that runs into, and maybe creatively that is the right decision, and it looks good on paper, but the problem that they have embedded in the audience is the MCU, unfortunately is people want what's next. They want to be looking for what's next. They have been taught a certain way over the last 12 years how to watch a film universe like this unfold in front of you. And for it to have a hard stop, it it just doesn't work, right? And then you have the issue with brand confusion, with how many Batman you have running at the same time, how many Superman you have running at the same time. And and yes, you can get around that with well-told stories and distinctions and the concept of the multiverse and all that. But your film Batman 
it, we've got another Batman coming. And so it's it's hard to run parallel three, four, five, six different Batman. And so I think there's a business aspect that WB is looking at for the, that they they wanted this humongous universe where Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Flash and then and everyone had their own films and we're all running in parallel and then would cross over periodically to create this big huge box office success. They're looking at the dollars and cents of this thing, and so I think there's there is that aspect of it. But ultimately, let's see what we get. Prove me wrong, Zack Snyder. I really want you to because the thing that makes me really want this is Troy and Sanjay. It is people that are passionate about it, that want it, that are excited about it. And I, I want to feel that excitement. And I want to be there. And I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. And when I look at this trailer, I see spots where I'm going to be like, hell yeah, bring it on. The whole nightmare sequence, although narratively to me right now, it looks like it's going to be a nice detour that doesn't have an overall effect on the Justice League story being told other than introducing aspects and pieces of what could happen if you don't solve the Steppenwolf dark side problem. But it looks awesome. The Joker stuff looks really cool. And some of the stuff that you've spun in the past, Carlos, about him te- teaming up with Joker and Deadshot and Mira and all this, like as some like separate Justice League team in this nightmare future, hell yeah, bring that on. That sounds really cool. But it's those aspects of the film and what we saw in the trailer, like those clips of Darkseid and all that. I don't know what the sequencing is, but my fear is that's going to be like all the, the pit stops that we take and then the actual bulk of it. Like, I don't know what the film is. Like, where are the extra two and a half hours coming from or wherever it is? Like, where is that in the film? So let's say, let's just make some base assumption that basic constructs of the beginning, middle, and end of the film are kind of there. You get black suit, Superman fighting the Justice League, I think, because you still get that same flash pose when they're all fighting the weird lip Superman. And I'm assuming that the Steppenwolf, based on this trailer, that fight at the end is preserved as well with the mm-hmm. parademons and all that. So where is all of the extra footage? Is it in Flash and Cyborg story? Is it a 45-minute long nightmare sequence, which would be cool, but do you guys have any idea where this extra... Not that you have seen the film or anything, but where, where's your guess as to where yeah. we're getting a four-hour film from? Like, the things that I know is that, like... And it's based on what Joss Whedon had to do, is they said, like, the things that are set in stone are the action scenes that he shot, that Zack Snyder shot, simply because they're just too expensive to redo. Mm-hmm. So you need to build everything around this, but, like, the fight with Superman in Heroes Park has to stay and the main battle in what's essentially Chernobyl um, has to stay in some in some form and then just kind of build your pieces around there type of thing. So, yeah, I think you're right that those stay and the nightmare stuff is new because Jared Leto never shot anything mm-hmm. or at least some of the nightmare stuff. I don't know if anything existed before. But all that stuff that we saw in this trailer was definitely new. So we'll uh, yeah, see. I, th- I think that's going to be a big uh, a big part of it is yeah. the nightmare sequence. Because, I, I, I mean, like I said, I don't know anything about this film. I haven't seen it. But um, just going off of like a, a hunch, I wouldn't be surprised if we were getting somewhat of the same bits of the original Justice League. But that league fails. And that's what's going to lead us 
to the nightmare sequence and that's when it's gonna get like oh man we're in a different different universe a different movie and i think that's when the league's gonna come together and that's where we get bruce batman in that big dark detective kind of trench coat going at it and um yeah man i think from there that's when it's gonna fly but i think we are gonna see the justice league fail you're gonna we're um, actually gonna physically see them fall that would be cool yeah like dark side coming in and basically wiping them out and this is the branch we go off and and it flashes the one superman fix it superman beats them in heroes park that's probably where it turns and then then you go from there you go off into the set that's see i like that it's it's confusing a little bit like i don't understand like what spending an hour in that universe other than it being like kick ass what that does for the story you're gonna tell and it's terminator right were they in the dystopian future have to find a way to get a message back to themselves mm. that and so then that's lose that fight them sending flash back to batman versus superman yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah. he so does I... mention in like he did mention i don't know if this is going to be in this film but like uh snyder kind of was talking about how like the earth um they're in the future and they got to calculate like where the earth is and it's like rotation around the sun and then we're like flash when he goes back in time he's got to like time it but then like the first time he misses because that's why he's like, am I too soon in BVS? He's like, I am too soon. Mm. And then, okay. so that's like the first time they try. And then the second time he goes back in time, he reaches them, but at the correct time. So then he's like, okay, I'm not too soon now. You know, you guys know what we're up against kind of thing. You know, whereas the first time he was like, so like he should no have a idea. second appearance in justice league then as a time traveling flash. Yeah. And pop in and yeah. say, cool. this is how you beat superman so there's so there's likely okay so based off of this discussion so there's likely a defeat in heroes park and then a rewind flash coming in go get lois lane she can talk him down then we have the fight with steppenwolf and we kind of veer timelines okay i can buy that nightmare sequence being more important now because the way it was presented before it was like what 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 is this other than to show that all the hell went to everything went to shit after (laughs) <laughs> after Steppenwolf or Darkseid showed up. But I, I, I like that better now. I feel better about what we saw in the trailer than after this discussion. The the one thing I will say is, like, um, we talked about this previously with the Winter Soldier effect, where, like, a movie goes and, like, changes your perception of a past movie. And, like, with BVS, we kind of got that a little bit in Man of Steel, where it's, like, you see the beginning of Man of Steel, and you see, like, Batman, Bruce Wayne run into the... Um, the chaos that's going on in metropolis and trying to save people and like that kind of like links the two stories together in this one here you see like uh superman after he gets uh killed by doomsday he lets out that like cry and it like kind of echoes throughout the world that's new and, right like, that didn't happen in batman vs superman like i think there was like, it's been a while since i've seen the film but i think there was like a noise but it wasn't like like zoomed in on like it wasn't like uh made hey, this is going to be important later kind of thing. It was just kind of uh, saved. But, is that the you know, bell ringing now? Yeah, is that what they're yeah, implying with that? Exactly. Like, that's kind of like what he was saying with the bell ringing. Like, the, the noise kind of wakes up the mother box because now they know, like, oh, the Kryptonian's no longer there. Earth is mine for the taking. Like, mm. See, who's going to stop us? Yeah, that's the other piece is they don't even need the mother boxes anymore, I don't think. That seems like another weird detour. Well, I think the mother boxes are used or what gets used to terraform mm. the world. Oh, okay. I guess it's that the like, MacGuffin? I don't remember well, Justice League like at, all, that, at all. 
<laughs> there's like that obelisk that was in Justice League that Steppenwolf was sticking the bo- mother boxes yeah. into mm. um, in the theatrical cut. And so in this trailer, there's that scene where Steppenwolf without his mask, which looks hilarious, by the way, because it's like big milk bone head. <laughs> yeah. But like, when he's in that scene, you think he's actually ta- he's talking to Darkseid, but it's actually the obelisk in mm. Chernobyl or wherever it is. And Darkseid is like kind of the same way that in Man of Steel, how the little metal pieces would form the effigies. Oh. Darkseid is being formed out of that and communicating okay. with him somehow. Oh, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that'd yeah. be cool. Like, you're supposed to be the Snyder guy, Sanjay, I'm just saying, but it's like... <laughs> it's, well, and this, this you whole, know, the whole concept of us going and getting hype for a movie we've seen already, that they've gone back and reworked and inserted new things to make it hopefully narratively better and more refined it's it's very interesting discussion because we're piecing together a movie that we know the ultimate end we know where it's detouring but it's in like filling in the pieces of of this weird puzzle i don't i don't think i'd agree with that actually i don't think we know exactly where it's going or like how it ends like there's so much i think that generically we kind of know like the beats are going to be the same it's where the detours are like i don't don't think because like if you think think, about it sorry go ahead Troy. no 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 Finished up, man. That's oh, I was just going to say, like, the theatrical cut, we only really saw, like, maybe, like, half an hour of footage that Zack Snyder shot. And so we're adding, like, three and a half hours. Yeah, they defeat Steppenwolf. I mean, but, like, you kind of know going in to any movie they're going to defeat the bad guy. But, like, everything that goes on and, like, where they end up, like, we, we, I don't think we know. Like, I think, you know, throwing Jared Leto's Joker in there, throwing some other stuff, like, you look at Cyborg's story just looking at cyborg you know in the theatrical cut he's with his dad after in in Zack snyder's justice league we see his dad getting blown up by a mother box so you're like they're not gonna end the same there you know what i mean so it's kind of like they're gonna i think they're gonna take us on like a whole this is this is not like a two you know like oh man we up justice league in the theatrical version we might as well go back and fix it this is like man like this is like we made this film and we, we didn't believe in this film. So we ended up making a whole new film. And then they're like, Oh yeah, no, we should have just left. We started with our original version and just went with that. Like, I think this is going to be like completely different. Like this is going to be like watching Avengers age of Ultron and the first Avengers. Like it's going to be like, yeah, you know, you defeat the bad guy at the end, but like totally different. I don't think I, I I don't know if it's going to be that different, (laughs) but I think, our time spent with certain characters definitely ratcheted up, and I think they're going to explain things a bit more. But we'll see, guys. We'll see here in a, in a couple of weeks. You know, the the last thing we got to touch on, and we're not going to, we're out of time. But I love that the internet blew up about the we live in a society <laughs> with Joker saying that. <laughs> yes, that Snyder is a madman for inserting that in. That's but amazing, I, man. That's amazing. He I, took I, a and meme and made it into a real Joker line yeah. in a. Batman now. movie or in a Justice League movie. Yeah. I got to give him props. Yeah. And especially because it was those two, like two of the most maligned personalities in the comic book movie space, Zack Snyder and Jared Leto. And they're just like, you know what we're going to do? Let's personify this meme. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah. So oh, there, there's, there's definitely some interesting stuff in there. That giant Batmobile thing too was pretty oh. cool. The bat from Dark Knight Returns. Oh. Come on. That, like, that did blow my mind. 
So I, I right? you know, you, you got to give this trailer props where it's due. It, it created an epic feel to this movie. It showed us some really cool stuff and stuff that we have not seen before. That Batmobile, Leto's Joker, of course, broadening and expanding on the nightmare sequences, Dark Side, all this stuff. That Granny Lady, whatever she's called, <laughs> like this is all new stuff. This is stuff that I find intriguing, and interesting. The thing that gives me hope that this is going to be, like you said, Sanjay, a widely different movie than the one that was presented to us in 2017. And I'm I think that's important. my reputation on that. Like I have a stellar reputation on the nerd room. Here, people look up to me for like advice and like, you know what I'm going to say. And like, I'm staking my reputation on this film. That is going to be, you watch the theatrical cut, you watch this, you wouldn't even recognize it. You know, that that's my, that's what I'm staking my claim on. Just planning my flag, my crypto. I just want to not issue this as a podcast and release it as a YouTube video. Because when you were saying that, I think all three of us rolled our eyes. <laughs> 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 No, you, you gotta, you gotta, get, you gotta get my express written permission before you put this on video. <laughs> I would have done my hair then. <laughs> it's okay, I didn't record the video anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up there for this week. Another vibrant discussion around Zack Snyder's Justice League. And guys, that isn't gonna stop. We've got a lot of prep work to do to get into this film. Some rewatching. So watch the feed and watch the podcast for what we could be doing in this space as we build into the debut of the four-hour-long epic Justice League on HBO Max on March 18th. We know Sanjay and Troy are going to be hyped for that. They're going to be waving that flag, and I can't you wait come to over, dive Troy. into we'll, that. Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. We'll yeah, stay man. six feet apart. We'll watch it together for four hours and pop we'll champagne. Do a marathon. And, yeah. We'll do a mar- go from <laughs> your Man crib or my crib? BVS. No. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter, man. All right. Doesn't matter. Good. I mean, if the trains are running your way, I'll I'll, I'll take a flight. Yeah. Hell, place, man. I'll, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up for this movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> Senor's Pizza? Let's do it. Oh, yeah, man. Let's I'm hit there. it up. Senor's. I'll get some yeah. brews out, you know. Mm. Send the is. kids to the grandparents' house for the weekend. <laughs> and, uh... There it is. In a real world, man, that would be uh, something we'd be doing. <laughs> Anyways, guys, if you'd like to be a bigger part of this show and contribute to these discussions that we have each and every week, you can always email us at thenerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over at thenerdroom.net. The hunt, guys, it's real. It's over on Instagram. You can find everything we do while we're grinding in those toy aisles over there at the Nerd RM and Twitter. We are always looking to have a discussion there. So the handles are at the end of the episode. And a big shout out to our man Jared. He set up a Nerd Room Discourse. I think that's what it's called. It, Discord. Discord. Thank you. So Discord. what is that? What it's is that? A, it's a nice little platform where we can have big conversations like we do usually in the DM with the listeners. And it's very well organized. So Jared set this all up. He's got different categories, talking comic books, film, WandaVision spoilers, general stuff, the hunt, everything is in there. So we will have a tweet out and it'll be pinned to the top of the Nerd RM, our main, or I guess my Twitter handle, and just jump in there. So with all that being said, guys, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I live in a society. Well done. All right, guys. Thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. 
Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.